Welcome to the PDV Pod, in partnership with Scrum 5 and Workshop 17. Hello and welcome back to the PDV Pod, episode 4 now, unbelievably, episode 4. How's your rugby week been, Peter? Very quiet. We we had a we had a a, a final um, going in in, in, in down in uh, Australia. Oh yeah. And um, <laughs> then we looked at a few of the European uh, European games. Which um, ones did you watch? Did you watch the Saracens one? There was a Saracens oh. one, and, and and there was there was some 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 close calls on on um, on some of the games. And um, I thought that um, the standard of where it were last year, um, I don't know if I, I just had this feeling, but there was a bit of a better show on the road um, than what I normally expect from, from games in Europe. I saw more ball in hand. Um, I think people realized that, that going forward, that would be the way, and um, I saw that, and I was surprised to see how how they actually win. They 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 are cornered into contact. How great they recycled the, that ball, and I think the the northern hemisphere has actually perfected the art of looking of looking after the ball, especially on the ground. Yeah, was a, I suppose the, the rugby raised a few questions for me. Um, firstly. Five Pro 14 teams in quarterfinals of the weekend, all five lost. That doesn't bode well for what yeah. quality-wise that we're talking about. But also, I think the back row, you look at who is man of the match. A, every man of the match seemed to be South African, um, or at least born here. So Jacques Vermeulen had a sensational game for Exeter. But Michael Rhodes for Saracens player of the match could have been anybody in that Saracens team Maro Toji was fantastic Brad Barrett but what we're seeing I think is that the the back row have adapted so well to these new rules and the timing at the breakdown is there something have you seen a difference with the timing at the breakdown the one thing that's very very important there is that is that is that they're not they're not targeting the 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 ball only which was the focus point in the past everybody targeted the ball so wherever the ball were if they're there first they just target the ball they target different uh, 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 rats you know if, if if they know if they know that they, they they pick it up quickly if the ball carrier is so in control nobody's targeting that rack to go compete on, to compete on the ball um, when suddenly they see them that the, 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 the tackle area and the contact area is, is being dominated a bit by by defense, they immediately target the ball. So so suddenly they understand that you can win every ball back if, if the one on ones on defense is is in, in the defensive side's um, uh, way, you know. So yeah, uh, people people are, are more skilled. In what they do, and I think coaches do understand how to prepare them for for certain things. Um, one of the one of one of the main areas of, of stopping your 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 top teams is to isolate um, the ball carrier. And 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 what happened is that 
first two passes there will always be a lot of people around them and to get to, 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 to get the ball back there it's a no-go but the one area where they they make they may let them make another pass and on that third pass you could see that people are actually winning more ball there than anywhere else yeah I've noticed people going from one side of the pitch to the other uh, a lot more and I'm assuming that's to keep the ball away from I mean, you you can run out of back rows eventually across the field, mm. can't you? So maybe that's maybe that's uh, something that they're looking at. But it was great to see elite level rugby, um, which I think it was, especially from Saracens, Exeter, um, Toulouse, Cheslin again. So I think that's a good topic for us to go into: is, mm. is elite. And what, what makes somebody elite? What are you looking for as a coach? So let's start with the word itself. I mean, I haven't got a dictionary with me, but we're talking best of the best here. And I think for me, something that's always sort of confused me or something I haven't been able to get is what makes somebody elite at what they do. So we've all born with a certain skill set. I was a pretty good rugby player. I didn't have the mentality to do the work off the pitch. I was lazy. I thought it would all come to me because I was always the best at school up and then everyone caught me up and, uh, <laughs> and then overtook me and I never went with those people and my mentality never changed. Elite mentality, is that something that's inherent in you? Is it something you can learn? Have you just got it? Is it a determination? What, what does it mean to you to be elite or to want to be elite? <clears throat> Firstly, if you if you... If you identify, talking as a coach now, if you identify the strengths of a rugby player, you identify that strength, and that is the reason why you select him to be in your team. And you change him completely um, to what you want out of him. Then that guy will never become an elite player. Because you're... Being elite is, is, is what defines you, what makes you you, if you do that over and over and over again, and then you actually perfect that. Then you become elite in, in what, what you do. And that is why a team sport is so, it's, it's so much different than, than, than an individual sport. In individual sport, you have to brush up all the little small areas of, of, of the game to, so that you can become an elite but an, a, a team sport is you have people around you who are strong in different areas to make you an, an elite. Let's take Cheslin for instance. If you if you if you can can draw the attention on 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 your on your loose forwards or your pro or your locks, running hard, running straight, um, people trying to stop them, definitely will you create some space. Um, but now space is not only uh, one way space is around the player, and I think that is what Cheslin has, 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 has realized from a very young age that space is not forward only, space is sideways too. So, in any way you can go, and that's why he became such a great sevens player too. If you, anyway, you utilize that space. But what he has perfected and what made him elite at this moment is the fact that he don't need that space, all that space anymore. You understand? He know that that if he can if he can just have half of it or uh, a part of it, his speed 
will then will then actually make up for the for the for the loss of strength and that speed the more speed you put into it the more stronger it becomes so tackle becomes now definitely a problem because he's now stronger than what people think he is and that makes him a lead player you know so so becoming elite for me is is if if the player that that if you speak to him and say this is like Bucky's for instance Bucky's became an elite player and if you look at him he's very ordinary <laughs> but he did what he do he did everything with it that he was that that made him a force he did that first and now you brush up all the other stuff um Bucky's will never lose a line out but you never call him Bucky's a lot of times to go jump you understand we're getting it because you use him for the secondary job after the line out which is his primary job which make him an elite player in doing that so so yeah sometimes people become uh, ahead of themselves in 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 understand what makes him him and then he oversteps a lot of time that is why um uh, a guy like Cheslin, well, his, his strong points will become his weak points because he think he will go through there and, and people are lining him up. But then again, a lead player is the one who is doing those things even if people know he can do it and they can't stop him at doing that. Um, if he does it five times, he will beat you two times. That becomes, a, that becomes an elite player. So that... So to become elite and to look at how you become elite, obviously you're going to have to have some form of belief that you can. So for you personally, start off coaching, obviously you, you we said in the last podcast, your teaching gave you a natural mm. move into it. But at what point did you think, other than like, uh, I love the story of you telling, telling, telling your mum, turning around saying, I, I will coach the Springboks one day. You can't have at that stage as a 13-year-old, or maybe you did, believe that you would be an elite rugby mm. coach. So at what stage do you go, I can do this. I can actually become elite. Because I think a lot of players are probably fed, oh, you, you could go all the way, you could go all the way. But there's so many there's so many factors to getting up to, say, Cheslin's level. So the belief inside you must have been there for you to go i can actually become an elite okay so so where was that tipping point for you and what was it that triggered it when you went this is what i'm going to do you 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 you've got your spot on andy when you you you, you mentioned it that way because if you look at me i'm not big on social do you understand and and coaches are normally guys who can social a lot with other people so they will be in parties. They will. They will be the, the number one. I am good at 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 getting the best out of people because I understand people in smaller groups. So what made me elite is I focused on my strengths. I didn't want it now to to to, to start suddenly start playing golf <laughs> and and become around that group of people the best golfer or a great golfer i didn't go and, and focus on things that that never was made was part of my makeup so the same way i cared as a teacher for the little boys who didn't have food and 
couldn't uh, get to the to the to the games on their own. I had to get them there and those kind of things. The same way I cared for my players, in a different area, maybe, but the same way. Um, like one thing I can uh, that springs to mind now is when when I started off our, our, our campaign as a Springbok coach, I, I I set out the dates when we will do what. So we decided on Wednesdays for argument's sake to do the to do the lineouts. And on Tuesday, um, uh, I, I didn't have Victor there. I had no other locks of the pre of the previous uh, regime. Only Bakis was there. And I didn't want to change the lineups because the lineups was the strength of the Springbok. So you don't change something that's working, you know. So I tasked him to take the lineout session on that Wednesday. Um, didn't go well off with, with the assistant coaches, but... I didn't care. I wanted just to put the, the, the structures in place. And what happened that Tuesday, we got a message that his, um, his wife uh, has lost their, chi the, 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 the ch their child prematurely. So as he came off the field, I said, you don't need to take your clothes. And he just goes to the airport. Now you're going home. He said, what about the lineouts tomorrow? I said, yeah, there will be lineouts for the next four years. You go now back home because your wife needs your support, you know. And, and just my strength being that human touch to people. For the rest of the four years, Bakis would give his life to me. Then mm. I getting it. So, so the things that made me me was the things that could make me or put me in another level as an elite coach. Mm. How to get the best out of you. What is the reason that you are here? And those are the things that, that I focus more on rather than sitting down with, 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 with being technically so strong. Technically, I understand the game. Technically, it's, it, that's the reason why I'm there, you know. But around me, I had more people who could help me. Even your, your video uh, analyst can also be technically more stronger than what you are at, at, at times, and then you can use whatever you want to use. So the combination of technical stuff you do have there is there, but how are you going to make the player tick? How are you going to believe? And, and, and what you said about believing yourself, that is very, very important. There's one thing that you do good. There's one thing that you do good that defines you. But most of the time we move away from that one thing that makes you good and outstanding. And then you actually, because you a versatile person, you actually are doing pretty well at the other stuff too, but, but you'll never become that good if that was your focus, you know? And I think I, I got it right. I knew what my focus was. I knew why I was there. I knew what I had to do. And, um, and I knew what the jobs, job entailed because it is about building a nation. It's about give everybody a, a hope out there. And that is why you need to get the best out of this place here so that, that guys can see it. So if somebody comes to me and he says to me, do you think I'm too small? Um, the first thing you say, I can't say that because if I say you're too small, then I'm challenging God. So suddenly, <laughs> suddenly he believes in himself already. Now, even if he doesn't make it to the, to the top, he'll become elite. He'll become elite because he'll make it to the best of his ability. And your, your Springbok rugby players or your international players, they should 
they should actually be world beaters. Um, if there's a, if there's a, if, if you select a world team, they should be, most of them should be part of it because of the fact that the big population that we do have and they made it through there, they should. And if they don't, is there something wrong with, 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 with spotting that elite uh, uh, talent and to nurture it and to make it work for yourself. So, so yeah, there's a lot of a lot of um, uh, things that can distract you and the hand of a human, and 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 there's a hell of a lot of ends, ends, ends. But the one thing that's very important: if your scouts are hundred percent on song, if everybody understands what it is, if they can tell you what your your best and. Um, I believe, for one one thing, I believe that a guy like Ruan Pinar was uh, the most talented rugby player I ever coached. But I buggered him up with John um, Plumtree because Plumtree never had a scrum off in, 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 in Durban and he made him believe that he's a scrum off. While I knew that whenever he plays fly up, he has such a hell of a lot in space. He's in, in space, he's ten times better than what he is without space. And in fly off, yo, I had to say to him sometimes, if I if I if I catch you making uh, uh, thinking about the game, I'm gonna take you off the field because you just have to react. You so naturally in whatever you do. So I think that he, if if he concentrated on being a fly off only, I think he would have been. Elite, elite, elite. Although he was really elite, I think, but he would be the best of the best in in world rugby. And and growing up, uh, there's a reason for this question. It, it, was there any coaches out there that you looked up to, or you maybe modelled some of the things that you did on them at all? Yeah, there was a guy in um, in Kimberley, Piet van Veek. Um, my second game that I played for Greek was. Uh, he came, we lost that game, and he came to the team and he said, um, we have too many captains in this team. Everybody wants to, 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 to say something during the game and we need more Indians, you know. Um, there's only one chief and then he mentioned the captain and then Peter. And I was, wow, wow, maybe it's my second provincial game. And... Um, he came to me after I went to him and said, why me? I mean, the other guys w won't like it if I can't talk. He said, no, you're one of those guys who can talk and play. Because when you say a thing, you forget about it. Mouthy scrum offs. Other yeah, people yeah, can't. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and he knew, he knew how to get the best out of people. He was, he was actually um, a, a sports psychologist on his own. And, um, and wow, I, I actually... I actually used him then as a role model. Um, so, wow, well, one day when I when I play this game, or wherever I'm in a leader's role, I want to know with whom I'm working around me, for that will make the force so much stronger. Mm. And um, yeah, I think I've got it. I've got it right. I think I've got it right. <laughs> and moving on to coaches. And you, so obviously you've got your clinics where you coach coaches, which I think's probably. Uh, sort of under, undervalued skill to a degree. And the reason I think it's an undervalued skill is because you, 
I suppose what takes a coach to the next level, because you can teach every structure, drills, um, nutrition, uh, gym work, every you can you can give that to anybody on a plate. You've got a book, mm. go and do it. However, they can't all become Pierre de Villiers. They can't all become Springbok head coaches. So I suppose the pretty simple question is, you give 20 people the book of how to do everything, but personality obviously is is what's going to be key. So, so how out of those 20 do I stand out? You've given me the book. What is it about me that has stands out to, to make me the next Springbok coach, the next England coach, whatever, above the other 20, can, 19 candidates? Because it can't, it's all well and good saying, yeah, but I've got this from Peter de Villiers, but I can't be Peter de Villiers. I can't be your character f- for many, many reasons because we're just different people. So how do I take what Peter de Villiers does and then make it my own and, and, and become as good as Peter de Villiers? You need to understand your strengths first too. Um, you can't be like somebody else. You must be the best you that you can be. If you become like somebody else, people will say, wow, he's just like, but you will never be able to be yourself again. And being yourself is actually what makes you you. Um, I can do anything about and in this game. But if we go to places and we have we have five or six coaches there, I'll quickly find out who's the best in doing skills, who's the best in... Then I will stand backward because I know... I know that that my strength is to pick up that small fine things if somebody else do, does it. So so you can you can move around and say don't do that there, don't do that. well you don't stop the whole thing you know. What's very important about 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 my my coaching courses when when I go into this course the first thing I say to the the the, the coaches is that this is no place where you can come find yourself. If you don't know yourself, don't expect me to know you. You must know what makes you tick and and your fingerprint on your team will make your team a team. Mm. You understand? So so you'll get people who, who, who swear a lot. And I might be one of those those guys on the on the, on the pitch. And, 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 and then some players will, 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 will feel hard done by if somebody else swears. Then I say, but I swear more. But they will tell me then, but you swear nice. You know? And then I would say, swear nice. And then they said to me, you never swore at us when you're angry. <laughs> you, you swear when, when, when you, you, you see we, 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 we're not getting to the best way where we can be, then you start swearing. If we get it right, you will never, you never swear. Or you, when we, and we can't do it, you will never say, "Come here and start swearing at us." Then you'll talk to us. But, but you want us to become so much better than what we are. We want to, to become what you see in us. Mm. You know. But now somebody else hear you swear, and then they suddenly just start swearing. You know. Um, it's just a, a, a bad example, but. But is 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 is, is, is something that I picked up from the players. Um, some players, some people can't can't um, uh, coach scrumming effectively, but because I'm the coach, I will co-coach it. Instead of bringing in somebody, listen here, 
And then you also stand there like the players. You stand and listen and you learn like the players. And then tomorrow you reiterate, no, 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 he said that shoulder first in there, come, let's, let's try it. So you're reiterating what he did. Mm. So you didn't miss anything because you were also listening at the same level that the players were listening or were supposed to listen. And that actually will make you good too. If you understand that, wow, I can't, you don't have all the answers. Oh, what a great question. I'll come back to you tomorrow. Mm. You know, those kind of things makes people respect you. You know, uh, what we think is people will think, wow, he doesn't know. But those are the things that make people respect you, that you're also human. Mm. And, 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 and the last thing that you need to, that they need to understand is that everything in life, everything in life is all about body language. You know, everything in life, so is coaching. And if you don't know your players, and if you're not there before they get to, 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 to practices, you won't see a difference in their body language from what it were yesterday or the week before. So suddenly you will expect of him to draw blood out of a, out of a stone in that practice. And, and he's not actually there, you know? I, had a, I, I went to Yalpa's uh, school team and the scrum up wasn't there, the scrum up wasn't there, little small white-haired boy, uh, blonde, great rugby player, but he was very stocky and he, and he actually he actually was the, the cause that the practice went fluent, you know. So I called him in and said to him, listen here, I know your coach won't use you if there's not something in you that he saw. But I can't see that thing today. No, 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 I'll be here now. And he went on and after the breakfast, I said, I said, can I speak to him? There's something wrong with this boy. And I went to him and said, listen, what's wrong? And, he, and his parents had a fight and his mom and him was in the cold. And I said to him, you know what? If you want to try to fix your parents' problems, you're playing a great game, a big game on Saturday, you're going to play a bad game. So your problem, the problem will still be there. You're going to lose your, your, your people might be there and, and spot you and, and, and give you a contract. You might lose that too. So you're actually now on a trail of losing yourself in, in, in this through other people, you know. And I asked him if he would love to go sleep at somebody else's place so that he can't see what's going on there and just come to the game and after that go back home again. And he came back to me a few months after that, he said, thank you for, for that advice because that helped him, and he became one of the, 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 the scrums who were in, 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 in uh, for, the, for, the, for the Craven Week then, in count for the Craven Week. So, if you can't pick those things up as a coach, um, if you expect a perfect practice all the time, then you're in trouble. Because that's why they can't come to breakfast to, to, to get it perfect, you know. And perfection is not in playing the game only. Perfection is about did you eat? Did you sleep? How did people treat you? Did you pass a test to you? That is where perfection lies in because if you don't have a balanced life, um, it can affect the smallest part of the best part of your, of your, of your makeup.
But as a coach, how do you keep a balanced life yourself? Because I, I've read this and hear these stories. Eddie Jones is up till four in the morning and texting the players and he wakes up middle of the night and he just starts sketching moves and stuff like that. Um, how much hard work goes into being a national coach? I mean, it, the, this is sort of like a, a layered question, if you like. So firstly, how much hard work do you have to do just as a human being? But the one thing that happens in rugby a lot is it evolves and it seems to be cyclical. It seems to be what, what's, what's trendy to do now as a team will get worked out by the opposition. The best example I can use of that is when New Zealand went to Ireland and Ireland beat them a couple of years ago. Yeah. That, that sort of ended the cycle of the way New Zealand were playing to a degree. But it also helped everyone realise how to play Ireland. And I think when you played 2009, Joe Rocco said that New Zealand had to change the way that they played. Because you basically, you, you suss them out yeah. and you beat them and stuff. So as a coach, not only just day-to-day -day hard work as anybody in their job, but how much work do you have to put in to keep up with the evolution of the game? to either catch people up or to not be caught up as a Springboard head coach because you were. You were the best team in the world in 09, 10, probably 11, up into that World Cup. So how do you... I suppose the old, the old phrase is getting to the top's easy, staying at the top's the, the, is, is, is that the hardest part? The one thing you know is that there's an evolution in the game. You know it. You saw it. You relive it year after year, not year after year, but give it a cycle of two years. Because in the second year, people will catch up to it, then you have to change again. Now, is the game still the same game of a hundred years ago? Or not? <laughs> Do you understand me getting it? So, so if you want to live up with that evolution that you that you know that will be there to make you a, a, a to make you a leader in the game that people have to catch up with you, are you looking at at what the pillars of the game are and understand without these pillars there's no game. So when there's an evolution, is 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 that that the focus is only moving from one pillar to the next pillar. But, but that's, that, full, that circle remains intact. Come and look at, come and look at, come and look at, 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 um, at, at New Zealand. The first thing, the first thing about this game is attack. This game was all about attack. That's why the guy picked the ball up. So the first thing of the game was attack. Then there was other people who thought, I also want to play this game, but I can't attack that great. So he focused on attack, hmm. um, on defense, you know? So now there's attack and now there's defense. So if I defend better, I can still play the game. Then suddenly the guy, other guys say, wow, if they stop me from attacking, let me start kicking the, game, the, the ball and find the spaces. So then we moved to, to, to kicking. You know, so when somebody like you know, us, Buddha then and they were kicking great, and every time we have to turn around, turn around, turn around, and suddenly people say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! If he can kick that great, let's counter attack <laughs> with that ball." So suddenly, counter attack becomes the next one. Then suddenly, getting it, and and the focus, but they still attack, they still defense, 
but the focus is now on, uh, and they're still kicking, but the focus is on counter the counter attack. So suddenly, while the guys, while everybody's at kicking still, you had counter attack already. So now suddenly they understand, hey, I can't kick anymore because they counter attack us. So he's now will you will catch he will catch up with you in two years time. Mm-hmm. You understand? Instead of getting it, so suddenly when New Zealand started to counter attack us, we actually find whoa 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 now organized defense will stop them. Mm-hmm. So suddenly we have to get all our best quick players on their feet before we kick. Other times we just kick the ball. Now we must first set up play to get our fastest players, our best defenders on their feet. So when we put a line up, they can counter attack, we will stop them. Mm. Okay? So to the, going to the World Cup, the next one was now back to attack again. So now we're not gonna kick it, we're gonna take them, but we're gonna take we're gonna take them alongside the, the, the advantage line. So now we, we draw the advantage line which was there already from sideline to sideline. We now just our focus of attack will be closer to the sideline. So suddenly we, 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 we don't allow organized defense to come forward, they have to go sideways. Okay? And it worked up, up until the World Cup. So the focus has changed again now. Everybody, where they did league defense, keep the line intact, keep the line intact, they are now again tackling guys to the ground. Yeah. You didn't see that for quite a while. That is, keeping them off the ground. I'm yeah. telling you now, now they are actually they, 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 they are actually tackling people again. Is that, is that something to do with offloading? No, no. Too, but the more, you, the, the, the more you can get him on the ground, the more you can determine his mindset. Because his mindset on the ground is looking after the ball. His mindset when he's on his feet, he has options to stop you. So, so that is where it now. So now you understand. Now you understand that kicking is going to be again the next one. Yeah. But where to kick? So, so, so contesting and those kind of kicks is not going to be the the main focus going forward. Mm. But they will be kicking. But it's going to be a different kind of kicking. If you can work that out now for yourself, <laughs> then you're going to be ahead of the ahead yeah. of the guys. Do you understand? We're getting it. And then while while your your your, your team is perfecting it, you're working out on the next skill again. So if kicking is there, then we need to get the bowling in in spaces. If you look at if you look at at what I said, attacking attacking wide. So suddenly, when when you change the game, there's a different set of skills that you need to look at. Um, the kick, the kick pass, for instance, mm. came now into play because it's too wide to throw the ball. So the kick pass came into play because the one thing that you understand about defense is turning people's shoulders. By kick pass, they turn their shoulders, then you don't need to do it. So now you can start running lines of that kick pass, and you have a greatest uh, chance to go score game a uh, try, you know. So you can work it out where the, the game's gonna be, where the game's gonna be, where the game's gonna be. You can work it out. And in 1994, um, I went to Wales and I predicted where the game were and where the game is going to be after 10 years. And when I become the coach, 
um, they gave me my thesis back, and when what I predicted about the game, it was oh, it was so true. And they asked me, "How did I know?" Say, but you can see the game can't go outside that palace. Mm. The game can't because then it's not rugby like anymore. It, 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 it seems to me like a spiral, so the circle, but then the circle just moves forward slightly, yeah. and it overlaps. Yeah. And it just comes back in a little bit to the last circles. It never completely detaches itself. No, no. But those circles are creating a, <laughs> another massive circle yeah. of the actual overall game. Right. So, so, so the focus, the focus of taking that game to the next level or, or the next focus will determine the, the, the level of fitness and skill you need. So before you get there, you first have to go work on that fitness and skill. So now you can take it, take it there. Um, if you look at, if you look at, 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 at the beginning, how how great JPR Williams and all those Phil Bennett and all those players, how, how brilliant they were. It's exactly what Colby is now. Side so exa in. It's exactly what Colby is now. <laughs> To understand we're getting it. But that is because of the focus that we had. Penetrating in the middle, put the hard runners up in the middle. So now defense is more organized here in the middle. And then you can now now run with it. In the, in the olden days, the defense weren't organized like that. Mm -hmm. But people were lazy coming off scrums and lineouts. So there was a focus point where the defenders will be. And that is why JPR and those people could do that side steps way where the other guys weren't at that stage. So you can just see, if you look at the game, the, the, how it evolved, but it doesn't go anywhere. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't go anywhere. Now, what makes it difficult is that we change the laws. We change <laughs> the laws yeah. instead of officiating the law better. We change the laws. Now we've got new laws in an old game. Mm. And that confuses everybody. <laughs> yeah, and you, you've got to adapt to that, I suppose. But it's so complex because, like you said, there's different referees and you know their strength and you know that they'll referee a breakdown this way and that way. So communication... Is probably the last for me, for me. Like I'm just trying to think of like not just coaches, but like leaders that I've been have worked for and some some like and people like that and communication and knowing how to empathise or sympathise. Like you must have had players that you know you give them a good bollocking, they react to it. Definitely. And then there's other ones where you put your arm around them and they react the same. To, to the same as that. And I think that's where I think a lot of people fall down, is that they try to create an aura about themselves of fear. And ruling by fear fails eventually because you, it gets cracked. There's always, there's always cracks in there. So I suppose for me in communication um, and, and breaking down barriers, for me with leaders and coaches that I've worked with, that's always been... The key element for me but I suppose it could be different for for different people and different coaches because you we do have coaches in the past that like Sir Alex Ferguson funnily enough actually has a very similar story Cristiano Ronaldo says that his dad was ill and he said don't worry 
like go home mm. go home don't stay here and try and play football because you know no good to me so I suppose for me communication and the way you communicate how is that near the top of the list of importance let's go one one step back the word fear that you used it should be there fear is the only thing that make people aware of of their weaknesses and and but if you use that fear correctly but there's, you there's, know, there's, there's, you use it, there's so many different types of fear. There's, the fear there's the fear of losing your shirt and then there's the fear of oh my word this man is horrible i don't want him anywhere near me and that's a, two different fears yeah but that's i think that's more afraid of of, of the yeah. of the character the fear that we're talking about is is the fear the positive impact that that fear has on 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 your development you know everybody should have fear um um some of my players at the at the world cup did some stupid things of the field which brought him them and the team into trouble you know and and they were senior players but i didn't see anything bad in it it was wrong but there was nothing bad in it you know now to handle that situation with fear so that they can focus again on what we are there for is very important so now i'm looking for the fear factor in that so that I can focus on the fear factor. So what I did, I tasked and lead to immediately, like immediately, get their wives on a plane to come to New Zealand. <laughs> I was fearful of their wife. <laughs> Didn't tell them why. Listen, listen here. Our plans have changed. You need to be here on this first flight now. We have booked you. Just get yourself ready and come here. Resolved. Everything resolved. Because now that fear factor you brought to the to, to the team again. You know? One of my players one of my players lost a bit of form. And I spoke to him and I said to him, listen to me quickly. You are still better than the second best. But I'm gonna drop you if you don't perform better. Because even that you are you you better than him, you're not giving 70-80%, you're only giving 50% to me of your abilities and the team don't need that. So I can do with 100% from somebody who's not as, not as good as you, but it's his 100%. So I will replace you with somebody not as good as you, but he will give me 100%. So if I don't get 80 from you, there's no way that, that I can have you. So the fear there, now, mm -hmm. we understand we're getting it because he knows what I'm going to say if, the, if he, any, anyone asks me. Why didn't you select him? You know, so that fear factor is not, is not protected by he's stupid. He doesn't know what he's doing. The fear factor now of losing his spot was the right one in that situation. You know, um, to be part of this setup, only the thought that I might lose it can be a fear factor. So you won't lose it because you're not the best and you're doing not what 
you might just lose it because you're not giving over and above what the system needs. You know? So you, you just need to understand and then you you then you must then you must um, know your character traits of your players. You have to know who's the culprits. <laughs> you know the guys who never sleep at night, who's the mischief makers. Because because your your followers won't be up to mischief. They will just follow whatever somebody else. So you need those guys, you know. And um, yeah, when I I, I, I coached I coached uh, under 21, and one of the top games, I said to 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 Springboks at the moment, or not at the moment, it became Springboks. I said to them that you guys aren't doing what we are supposed to do here, off the field. Forget about this fooling around, fooling around. So they ignored me, and then they ran into each other, and there was cuts, you know, but not big enough that they can't play. But I dropped them both. So the fear that if he can do it to his house too, mm. you understand me? So you just, just what will work today won't, won't work tomorrow and with who and with the circumstances will always be. So you sit down there and you work out all these kind of things. But then you had to be there already in your life before that because when they do it, I know I was like that. <laughs> yeah, you don't realize they're just human beings. And, and I know how in, in how much trouble I I, 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 I felt it too. So, yeah, I only protected them more than scolding them. Mm. You're probably lucky that the England players were throwing midgets around bars in Queenstown and getting uh, <laughs> some pretty bad press off that as well. <laughs> it's a fascinating insight, though, into elite sport and elite coaching. So thank you so much for that. It's just... I think it's probably one of those conversations that could go on for three, four hours. Yeah, There's so many different situations, facets um, of games and coaching and the unpredictability of human beings that you've got to sort of, and, and look at, we all know a front row's got a very different mentality uh, to a fullback. So, <laughs> so yeah, different sides of coaching. Different types of characters everywhere. So. It just depends on the on the and on the on the traits, you know, character traits. Um, sometimes you get very difficult fullbacks. Uh, you get you get guys who 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 who, who, who don't believe in themselves. Um, the bad part of sport is your everyday life come out in sport. Mm -hmm. You know. If you don't channel that, you you might lose a player for doing more than his best. So you you need to channel those things too and find out oh, why is he working so hard? What is the reason that this guy works so hard? And then you sit down with him and you say, listen here, wow, you're an example for the rest of the team. What happened in your life that you are working this hard? You know, is there anything? And then he will tell you how his father was a failure with the family and all those kind of things. And he don't want to follow the same. And that's why I say, but you know what? You're exhausting yourself more than what you're working hard. It's not part of you. Mm -hmm. you know? Working hard and working smart. Yeah, so let's, 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 let's revisit your, the way you do things. And let's get our, our, our professional people in and work out a problem for you, uh, a program for you so that you can actually work through your problem and not around your problem. 
And then you see a different mindset on that. He will never do less what he is busy doing, but he will do it smarter, you know. And and by doing that, he becomes now a leader in your team. And he will take other guys with him because he understands and he loves himself so much more. And he knows where he can be if he is smarter and he knows how he can get and take people around him with him. So yeah, I can tell you we did a few things right in our life. We did a hell of a lot of things wrong. <laughs> that I can tell you. But we did a few things right. And 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 the one thing that I can leave this conversation with um, for any coach or any businessman out there. The reason why people want you to be like them or to react in the way they want you to react so that they can control you. If you react the way you react and they can't react like that, they can't control you because they can't control themselves in that in that situation. So if you conform to their standard, if you lower your standards, anybody who lower their standards in life is a loser. Because the, 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 the guy that you lowered your standard to he is so used to that standard that he will always be better than you at that standard. And that is very, very important that, that, that who you are has nothing to do with the, with the world. Who you are has nothing to do with the world. It's who you become and what you become that has everything to do with the world. Because if you become a doctor, you must look at patients. If you become a lawyer, you must go defend. Whatever you become, if you become a coach, you have to teach others. So whatever you become is not for yourself. Whatever you become is for other people. But who you are, that's for yourself. Words of great wisdom. Amazing. Let's just take a two-second break and just remind everyone that you are listening to the PDV podcast, sponsored by Workshop 17, where we are gleefully sat at the moment, uh, and the sun is shining brightly, so everything is moving in the right direction, finally. But we have to move on to... The PDB Dream Team. Oh, well done. Tony Woodcock is uh, loose head. John Smith. John Smith is the hooker. And, a hooker. and now the tight head. But before you name the tight heads, I want to ask you a technical question. Why can tight heads not play loose head and loose heads not play tight head? No, they can. But they can't. Not now. No, they can. Nobody can. Well, we've had games since the restart. No, they can. Where they have been having to draft in other, other players. Yeah, but they can. <laughs> Listen to me. It's not that they can't, they can. There again, it's a mindset. You know? What needs, because my head is loose, I'm not tight in there. What do I need to do to be better than the tight head on the other side? Mm. That makes you understand how a tight head think. So, so whenever you go in there with two practices, three practices, and you go into the mindset that you understand of a tight head, you can play there. But if you go to lose tight head with a lucid mindset, they're going to annihilate you. The one reason, the one thing that you can, you have to take in cognizance is the fact that there's no, there's no uh, experience in playing that position. And at that level of, of, in an international level, experience is, is almost, becomes almost 80% of, of the outcome of, of whatever you do. 
but they can if they change their mindset you know but the first thing is just look at just look at your centers no i can't play 13. no i can't the mindset yeah make it that you can't play but, there but with the scrummaging i've heard that it's like you write with your right hand and then somebody says right you can only write with your left hand now Again, just listen to what I'm saying to you. I know how to work you out. If you're a tight head and I'm the loser, I'm playing against you. I know what you will do. You know, so when, whenever I get to tight head, I only focus on that things that I never allowed the tight head to do, to go do. Your great thing is, of your, about rugby players is, like I said about Ruan, he can play scrummel, but he's a better flyer. You understand? We're getting it. So you can play loser, but you're a better tight end. And the build and, 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 and the weight and the work uh, rate, um, the engine, all those kind of, kind of things come into play because the loser is somebody who, who, who can normally run around on the field and play rugby while the tight end is, is, is more contended to do only the job in the scrums and a tight play and those, those those kind of things, you know. So there the mindset is already different. So now they won't see me anymore outside. So now I don't want to play there, you know. If John Smith can be converted from hooker to tight end, <laughs> anybody who wants to serve their team will be able to put themselves. Is, is, is the one thing is, the first thing is that you need to do in practice then is 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 don't be afraid to go back down against the better loser on the other side now because you're a loser. So go back down on the so you quickly can find out. Okay, if I do that and lose it, so now I need to do this and tight it. So they can play. They they they. I mean, you look at props. They all lazy and big and fat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't tell too many of that, but let's let's talk about it then. Um, there's a name I want to bring up actually, and I'm not trying to give you your answer, but it's mainly because they're from what we probably class as tier two nation. Martin Castro Giovanni. Sure. How good was he? Can let me tell you quickly, and, and, and you, gave, you before you gave me the name, you actually gave the reason why he never got to the level where I also thought that he should be. Mm. Um, he was actually the cornerstone of the Italian team uh, when he went to play for Saracens too. He was he was actually the he was actually the, the Leicester, wasn't he? It was a Leicester. But he played at Saracens for yeah. He played there one one season. Okay, he played yeah. there. I know he played there because he played against us when we went to play in Europe. And he annihilated our scrums, the Springbok scrum. And when we played Italy, he came out so strong. But only for the first, can you say, 30 minutes, you know. And then the level of where he used to play will actually... If you if you if you can hold him for the, the first thirty minutes, then after that you'll be in the game, you know. Mm. But if he would have played for a big nation, I'm telling you now, he would have annihilated each and every lucid that exists in this world. <laughs> I believe so, he. Uh, he so yeah, he's high up in my list. He's, I believe he annihilated a few buffets and uh, oh, bars. Yeah, so I think that's why he yeah, possibly yeah. definitely too. <laughs> And um, he was he was he was not strong only, but he had a strong head too. Mm. 
He had a big, Definitely. he had a big belief in himself, and he believed there's no one better than him. No one walks smarter than him. No one talks smarter than him. And what? But but that's the kind of rugby players I like, you know. But the tight head that I will go for is somebody who only know one direction. Nobody ever scrummed him back. Brian Mujati was the strongest tight head that I saw. I went overseas to get him back. But he made up his mind, he's done with South African rugby and he's rather happy there and his family were happy there and people cared about him there. So, so we lost him. We lost him. And that is the reason why I can uh, um, inform John uh, a bit too tight. But, but the best tight in my books, Brian Majati. Awesome, so that finishes the front row. Um, so we've got Tony Woodcock, John Smith, and Brian Majati. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to play against that, I'll be honest. Um, but it's worth mentioning at the moment, now, you've got a new Twitter page, which is awesome, at CoachPDB. So, obviously, next is the second row. And maybe, maybe, it won't be as obvious as we, the uh, uneducated rugby public, think it's going to be. But we'd love to know your views on who is, uh, who could be in Peter's uh, dream team in the second row. Um, and just remember the rules. Peter's either got to have coached them or coached against them. So uh, bear that in mind. But it would be great to hear your ideas of who's going to go into that second row. Might not be as obvious as you think. You never know. Yeah, and you know, that's actually a great challenge. Um, let's put it out there. Mm. Let's get the, the, the family, the rugby family, to, to, to get involved in this thing. Um, I think we've got a yellow front row there. Um, they can play the game. They understand what their roles are. Um, with that, with that front row, listen to me. But with that front row, I'm telling you now, our backline will be in control of any game with or without the ball. Job done. No problems at all. Right, you've been listening to the PDV pod with myself, Andy Daniel, and of course, the great man himself, Peter de Villiers. Guys, we'll see you next week, and uh, thank you again to Workshop 17 for all their ongoing support. Have a great week further. You've been listening to the PDV pod in partnership with Scrum 5 and Workshop 17.